Hey guys, welcome to the Woolhead Podcast. I'm James Marshall and as always, thank you very much for supporting this podcast and thanks to anyone who's got their hands on some new Woolhead merch. And for this month, I will be donating 100% of the profits made from any sales to Gumboot Friday, which is a charity helping young Kiwis through their mental health struggles. A massive issue here on New Zealand, so super stoked to be able to help out this charity. So if you are keen on a hat, hoodie, t-shirt or singlet, head over to waterlad.com and go and check them out. Also on that website is some great discounts too, Pure Sport CBD, Mint Undies and Sujon. So head over to waterlad.com and go get involved. Anyway, I have a great guest on for you today, so let's roll the intro. Waterlad, 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 what an Oh, what a lad. So I put it out there to the Waterlad Instagram followers about which Tasman Marco they want on the podcast next, and I got a huge number of people wanting this young lad. He's an ex-Nelson College schoolboy star who has gone on to represent the New Zealand under-20s and the Tasman Marco this season. He is without a doubt one of the biggest characters in the game, and he is an absolute lad. It is, of course, the man himself, Luca Inch. Welcome, mate. Hey, Jimmy. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Um I've been avoiding it for a while, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But yeah, I'm really excited to see what questions you've got for me. Mate, so many people wanted you on. Why do you reckon everyone wanted you on so much? Um, I do know. But I'm gonna, um, <laughs> some stories and stuff. Um, <laughs> things I've done. <laughs> Are you a bad man? I'm a good man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm a good boy. <laughs> well, we will see. Are you going to tell all today or...? I'll tell um, a few stories, keep PG. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Love that. Anyway, you're already one of the most downloaded. Um, you're already responsible for one of the most downloaded episodes so far with your wee chat to Darren and the prank. How was how was that? What's your memories of that prank? Um, I was actually driving. I was going to have a catch-up with Goody about some stuff, and um, I get a phone call, and I don't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with a just a phone number. I didn't think anything of it, and I did meet a, a lot of people on um, my campaign. So <laughs> I just went along with it because I didn't want to be like that. Nah, you know what I mean? I didn't want to be like, oh, Darren, I know you. <laughs> Would you have let him stay at your house if your mum gave you the pass? Oh yeah. Would you? If there's a mate, a mate Corey, I'd let him stay. <laughs> Corey's a great man. <laughs> but did the parrots put you off? Yeah, um, as soon as he uh, started talking about pets, I um, I knew something was fishy, and um, then the parrot came under, and I just knew there's only one dude in the team that would say that. That's you, mate. <laughs> so good, but you mentioned that your mum was allergic to dogs. Was that a yarn just to get Darren off your back, or is that legit? Um, I still don't think my mum's allergic to dogs. <laughs> But she says she is, but um, uh, we had a dog back in the day and we got rid of it because she said she was allergic to it, but I just think she didn't want a dog. So, so that was a true story that you told Darren? Yeah, that's a true story. Was yeah. it? Yep. So you bought a dog and then you had to I sell just it. sell it, yeah. True. Heartbreak. Heartbreaking. Good dog? Nice Good, dog? Rottweiler. Oh. Yep. Would have like, been a big boy by now. Oh. Mm. Do you miss him? Yeah. His name was Roscoe. Nice dog. Cut it. One day, maybe when you move out of home. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, well, you get a dog. Yeah, I'll get a dog. 
Yeah. That's awesome. One like Roscoe, or would you try and find Roscoe? Or No, nah, I'll get one like Roscoe. Just similar. Yeah. What we name him? Roscoe. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so there'll be two awesome Roscoes out there. Oh, that's cool. But obviously you're one of the most um, happiest, smiliest guys I've ever met. So have you always been like that? And is that a conscious effort to always be so happy and smiley? <laughs> yeah. I just um, I don't really like being sad, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm just one of those guys that – Likes to have a good time and hang out with my mates. Yeah, I, I do anything for the boys, you know. Yeah, just one of those guys. Were you were you always like that? Were you a happy kid? Yeah, I was a happy kid. Yeah, unless fighting with my brother, then I was an angry kid. <laughs> <laughs> Two levels, really Two angry levels. or really happy. Shane Winterton might argue I'm a redhead, but <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> so you sort of talked about um, being young. What was your childhood like growing up? Um. I started playing rugby when I was five. Um, I had a pretty, I got, I got a good childhood. I got a good, nice brother and sister. Parents still together. Great family. Got a lot of cousins, yeah. both sides. So it was really good for me. And I just went to my primary school down the road and I got a good group of mates that I'm still best friends with today. Sure. So I um, went to primary school with them right through. But yeah, I started playing rugby when I was about five. Um, my dad was a coach and went right through the levels. My dad um, used to ref some games and I used to get sent off. <laughs> When he was riffing <laughs> for legal tackling, <laughs> but yeah, I was good. My, 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 I really enjoyed my childhood, and um, I do sometimes wish I could go back because I used to get up to a bit of mischief. <laughs> best times of your life, yeah, best times of my life. Then I went to Nelson College in year eight. Yeah, um, I was slimmer, and then when I went to Nelson College, I um, put a few kegs on. Did you board there? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I went to boarding in year 11. Oh, okay. A little so, bit later. A little bit later. So I um, was a day boy on the bus for two years, um, year nine and 10. Yeah. Uh, teachers didn't really like me. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that? I heard you were a, I heard you were hard work at school. Yeah, I was um, I was quite a disobedient little kid. <laughs> we say that. A few teachers didn't like to teach me. Anton will back that up. Apparently, he said that five teachers refused to teach you. Uh, yep, that's true. Is it? Yeah. So where did you, what did you do instead of getting teached by them? Um, used to sit in the um, principal's office for those, for five periods. Yeah, for a those, day. For, those periods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a few periods a day. Yeah, he used to sit there and do my work, and then yeah, under under 15s, so I started getting into my rugby a bit more. Yeah. And then I really wanted to make the um like the fifteen A's or the sixteens. Yeah. And um so I pulled my head in a little bit. And then um when I was sixteen they wanted me to leave school. Yeah. So they were pretty ready for me to um they sat me down and said, Look, we reckon it's time for you to move on. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah. And then my uh, rugby coach, Warren Johnston Legend. Coming yeah, coming to the game and um told me to pull my head in and then I pulled my head in a bit at school and started knuckling down and I changed all my subjects. Yeah. So I was only doing uh, three days of school a week and working two days a week. So oh, I really? had a good balance. Then I just keep chipping away and just keep playing rugby and learning and just keep my head down and getting out of trouble. What sort of stuff were you doing to make teachers want to not teach you? Um, some stuff, you know. <laughs> um, a few things I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, just uh, yep, good stuff in class, you know. How was your what was your average period like? So you'd go in, were you just a nuisance from the start? Yeah, so I'd, I'd go into the class. I'd usually be the first person to be told off. Yeah, 
And then if someone else got told off, I'd feel like I'd need to be told off more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I just – It was know, like a competition. It was, yeah. it was a competition, yeah. And what sort of stuff would you do to get told off? Just – Just – Anything. Anything, yeah. True. I know, annoy the teacher. Yeah. Um, had this, this one time I was at class, and you know, you can get that little fart spray stuff. Yeah. We, like, bombed this classroom <laughs> with this fart spray. I <laughs> <laughs> bombed it, and um, the teacher came into the class. He was out of the class at the time, and um, – He's like, like smell a ground, like smell this real bad smell, and I just had the biggest grin on my face because I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And um, the teacher removed us out of that class because he couldn't stand the smell. And we went into another class, and I, we did it again. <laughs> so we we bombed two classes, and then uh, this was my science teacher, and yeah. then um, he sat us down, uh, and the deputy principal came in and. No one in my class wanted to rat anyone out, so we sat there for like three hours until the end of school. Oh, true. And um, to this day, they don't really know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's one of the great stories. And Anton also mentioned about um, your assembly. Apparently, you used to you got called out in assembly for constantly breaking the chairs of people in front of you. Do you want to talk about that one? Um. Yep, so uh, Nelson College Assembly, um, straight after smoke time or morning tea, as <laughs> some, some people would refer to. Um, we used to have these uh, chairs, they'd be four four wide, and um, they had like a little steel leg in the middle, and uh, my mates would be sitting in front of me, and I'd boot the middle leg out, and then the whole chair would bend <laughs> and snap, would go like that, and... <laughs> And I'd be sitting on the ground. <laughs> I'd just be, you know, pissing myself laughing because I think it'd be funny. And then um, in front of the whole school, the principal would stand up and be like, Luca, Inch, please stand up. And I stood up in front of the whole school. <laughs> and everyone would be looking at me. <laughs> Mate, you sound like an absolute nightmare. So what was it like for you going to boarding school? Oh, it's best years of my life. Best year. I went there for one year. Before you get kicked out? Yeah. Oh, did you? No, long story. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went to. Um, I'm a foul house boy, so a lot of boys know that. Um, didn't, I hated Barnacote and I hated um, Rutherford. Rutherford House. Went my thing. Went Did you try house. them both? Nah, oh, I just, no. they had a bunch. Of, they had a bunch of weirdos in them. Oh, you know? yeah. And went to um, foul, and I got some real good mates up there: Daniel Dixon and oh, yeah. Stephen McClellan. Oh, oh lads, lads little, real lads. And um, yeah, we used to get up to mischief. It was great. Best years of my life. Um, and then our housemaster got um, removed. I got a new housemaster, and I just didn't really enjoy it as much as I could have. But I did have a lot of laughs in the boarding house, and um, I really enjoyed it. Is it true that up in the boarding house you used to um, plug in a toaster right next to the TV, get a whole loaf of bread with peanut butter, and just chomp the whole thing back? Um, that was at home. When I, was, <laughs> when I was younger and I was fatter. <laughs> Be a good day out, you know. Did you actually do that? I did that one time, yeah. Did you? What and the it, whole life? Didn't eat the whole life, but I had yeah. a good majority of it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it wasn't a common trend up at the boarding house? Nah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, a lot of boys, um, used, they used to be just bread and milk that were at the boarding house. Oh, and yeah. some of the boys will know that. So, um, and so everyone would just have toast because yeah. some nights the meals, you know, wouldn't be the best. So mm. you'd just eat toast. And you'd just mow it back. Yeah. 
It's great. And is that when you put on your weight? You talked about before. Um, when I was at boarding, I actually lost a lot of weight. Did so you? I slimmed down to about the toast diet. Yeah, so I, went, I slimmed down to about one hundred and five. <laughs> what were you? Uh, like a one twenty. At what age? Um, Sixteen. Were you? Holy <laughs> heck! You're massive. <laughs> so I, I slipped quite. I, I lost quite a bit of weight, and um, obviously got put a few kilos back on since then. So I'm back to a good one twenty, one twenty two. <laughs> Same weight as you were at 12. Yeah, exactly. You must have been fed well. Yeah, it was good, yeah. But you are from a – I know you don't really talk about it and you wouldn't really notice it, but you are from a quite a wealthy family. Yeah, um, yeah. my family's um, successful in their business and mm-hmm. um, I don't really like to talk about it, but, yeah, it's good. Um, I enjoy it. No, really good people, so. Is it something you've consciously not spoken about or have you ever tried not to come across as wealthy? Um, yeah, I don't, I just, I'm not really into that. So like if anyone asks me, I'll just say no. Yeah. Just ignore it. Yeah. So yeah. True. But you do live in a mansion. No. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so humble. <laughs> so when did the rugby, um, when did you start taking rugby seriously? And at school you mentioned being naughty and then Warren Johnson having that word. Is that sort of when you thought rugby could be the life for you, like a job? Yeah. Um, for year 12. My goal was to try and make the junior Crusaders, so the under-18 camp. Oh, yeah. And I was fortunate enough to make it. And then um, in the trial game, my old mate Tams, Tomato Williams, um, dropped me and I had a concussion, so I oh. <laughs> yeah, couldn't play. So, but that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and your first 15 days, I know you're a bit of a legend at Nelson College um, with the first 15. So any highlights from your first 15 days? Um Few of my highlights would be oh, I just I I got a lot, I've met a lot of people different schools and that'd be my highlight just meeting new boys and seeing them go through their pathways mm. and it's just great you know play with a lot of people boys that I'm playing with now that I played with at school like Anton and Taylor and mm. all those boys and it's great. You play rugby for the boys, don't you? You love yeah, it. I love the boys. Yeah. And you're not shy of a diesel either, are you? Yeah, I'd never turned down diesel. <laughs> <laughs> and when did that start? Were you drinking at quite a young age, or not really? Just uh, not, you kicked not, on when you got yeah, to the right age. Yeah, not really. I was, I didn't really um, get on the diesel with my mates at Nelson College in my uh, school years. Yeah, it only really kicked off after my school years. I used to get on with my mop mates. Yeah, um, from my school years. And um, yeah, so luckily they didn't send anything in. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, so you were drinking, but with the mot, your mot friends, yeah. not your um, Nelson friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah. real separate. Because oh, yeah. I suppose Anton doesn't drink, and he's probably your best yeah. friend from Nelson College. Yeah, eh? yeah. So you two are pretty complete opposites, aren't you? Yeah, we're complete opposites, but there's a lot of he'll say the same thing. We've got a lot of similar things. We know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're very mysterious, and also up at um, is it true? This is another one. Anton sent in actually. Is it true you used to do a bit of a side hustle and sell pocket pussies <laughs> to Asians? Ah, uh, this is a, this is a true rumor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. I um imported pocket pussies <laughs> from China, and I sold them to Asians in the boarding house. <laughs> Did you make much money from them? I did, yeah. I doubled, tripled my money, so it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Could buy some stuff at the house shop. (laughs) Was it something you looked to pursue at any point because it was going so well? Um, 
Well, no, because I'd leave them in my wardrobe and then I'd go find them and they'd be stolen. So oh, yeah. I had, you just, it's just one of those things that I'll just try new things and that's about it. So, yeah, I'm a bit of a entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yeah. I like to buy and sell stuff. And mm. Is that something you probably would have done if rugby didn't take over? Uh, Maybe not the pocket pussies, but anything. Yeah, well, it's, I like to work, but... um. Yeah, but on the side, I always like to do something different. We side hustle. We side hustle going on, yeah. So what do you do for work? Uh, I'm an engineer. I work at um, Tally's Nelson on the wharf. Yeah. And we work on fishing vessels. So um, it's great down there. I've got a great group of guys. Mm. Um, a lot of mop boys that are a bit older than me that yeah. I grew up with. Uh-huh. They work there, so it's good. And how did you get into that? Did you? St- is that what you started doing on those two days off at school? Uh, I actually was building, and um, in year 13, I did my ACL, MCL, PCL, and LCL in um, a game of rugby. How did you do that? Um, I hyperextended it, playing Macca Springer. Oh, what, did he step you? <laughs> yeah, I, I leapt over the fullback, but he would argue that I just forgot how to run. <laughs> <laughs> and then how did, it, how did that all happen? Uh, I went like that, and my knee went like that. Oh, yeah. Went backwards. And so I, did, I didn't really do the MCL, but I did the other ones. But True. Just got a strain on it, yeah. Just add in the MCL for a bit of bit extra of, interest. A bit of extra interest, yeah. <laughs> So that would have been tough for you to deal with because yeah. obviously rugby was the whole reason you are at school. Yeah. It was your big passion at the time. Yeah, so I was. Um, I really wanted to make New Zealand schools that year, mm. and that was my goal. And I was fortunate enough to get a phone call from um, Matt Sexton and just saying, look, mate, you're in the mixer. Really sorry here, you know with your knee so that gave me just that that little bit saying you know i would have been in that environment yeah and so that just made me really want to drive that new zealand under 20 team and that's yeah just from there but then out of school i really started enjoying work so i left nelson college after um i did my knee and i started full-time working yeah and building or engineering 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 engineering. yeah and i went through a stage where i didn't want to play rugby anymore yeah just wanted to play club and um, I was fortunate enough to have a few meetings and a few um, fizzy drinks with my mate, Mad Dan. And, um, Dan Perrin, Dan Perrin. legend. And um, we had a few convos and I didn't want to, and I was supposed to be going into the academy the year after and I turned down the academy. I wanted to um, just do my own thing and I was doing some rehab with a trainer, um, Fletcher Matthews, and I just didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then... Um, I just keep chipping away and then it'd be probably at the end of club season, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, just got to, if I want to do this, i got to really, mm. i got to be in the environment, the academy, and I talked to Goody and I talked to um, DP and a few other people, Crocky, and they just said, look, mate, you're just going to have to do it. So I just, I did it and look, it's the best thing I've done. I'm really fortunate enough to be go through the Crusaders Academy environment and especially with Piggy, you know, mm. and just all those people around me really drove me to be that better guy and so I'm really happy for them. Mate, that's cool. So when you did turn it down, were you thinking rugby's no longer a career option or were you still thinking maybe you will get there eventually? Yeah, I was thinking maybe I'd get there eventually. Yeah. But I was just trying to make my own pathway but then um, – it's just too hard. Like, yeah. you got to be in the, you know, the coach is there, the physio's there, mm. and it's just so much easier if you're in that space. Mm. And, um, yeah, and I really wanted to make that New Zealand 20s team still, so I just knew it was my best option. And then you obviously did. So the pathway to get to the New Zealand 20s? 
we had that campaign at the start of this year. Yeah. Yep. It was good. It was, you know, something a bit different. Mm. First um, Super Rugby Under-20 team for the Crusaders. So um, I was just, you know, with and all with all my mates that I played with in Christchurch. Yeah. Me old mate Jack Sexton, he's a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, just chipping away down there. And, and when we got, went up to the tournament, it was just a whole new ball game for me. And, yeah. Um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was great. Like the speed of the game was quick and – um, it really opened my eyes, and then I was fortunate enough to get selected at that for the New Zealand 20s. Mm. Did you get a lot of confidence from playing against those guys and playing in that competition? 100%, yeah. yeah. So if I didn't play in that competition, you know, it was just it was definitely a step up, mm. and everyone was um, really wanting to make that team. So there's a lot of boys out there that I knew would it'd be a really hard competition to get in that team. And then, um, yeah, it was just it got selected, and it was just one of those things. How did you find out and how was your reaction? Because like you said, you'd been, this was your goal for a long time and you really wanted to make this side. So how'd you find out? Um, I actually can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think someone rang me and told me. I, I, I actually can't remember. What Darren. Happened. <laughs> yeah, Darren rang me. But um, I do remember um, – I just played a game of club and I got yellow carded. Oh, yeah. And Tabai Manson rang me straight after the game. And I thought he was ringing me about my yellow card, but he wasn't. <laughs> so it was all good. <laughs> you were stressing for a few yeah. weeks after that yellow card. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was a bit nervous. <laughs> and what was it like going into the camp? Obviously, you got along well with a lot of the boys in that side. I know you and Corey obviously got along really well. Ruben Love, a few others. Yeah. What was it like for you going in there? Um, so I just went in there and just. Just did me, just was myself. Mm. First few days were a bit quiet. Everyone was in their little groups. And then uh, um, after that, we started training together and getting into a mix of things. And then all of a sudden, we're just one big group of boys and yeah. we're one team. And it was just great. The um, Everyone switched on. We need to switch on and switch off. Um, Tom Donnelly, yeah. great man. Yeah. <laughs> one man. Of the, he's one of the greats. <laughs> um, he was he was great and just to learn off and yeah. um I really enjoyed being with all my all the boys and I've got some great boys around the whole country now that I can, you know, talk to. Yeah. So you spoke about being yourself going into there and just being yourself. Is that something you've always tried to do? Because I mean, every time I've seen you, you're you're you and you've never really changed even coming into the market environment. Is that something you've been has that been easy for you to do that? Um someone's gonna like me, I, I just I don't want to pretend to be someone else. Yeah. So I just go in there and just be myself. And they like me, they like me. If they don't, then they can, you know. Yeah. It's pretty cool for yeah. someone so young to have that attitude. Yeah. So, like, it's not that common. A lot of guys are like really shy, standoffish until they get comfortable in the environment. But you can go into any environment and just be the absolute character weirdo that you are. Yeah. Pretty rip shit bust. <laughs> <laughs> but the boys love it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be doing that. <laughs> so it's something you gotta do, eh? And then what about playing? Obviously you didn't have a uh, World Cup, which was disappointing for the twenties, but you got to have a few games and a few good hitouts. Even got to play against the mighty Tasman Marco. Yeah. No, it was um it was good. I really first time putting on the black jersey and it was a different experience. Um I really enjoyed it and all the teams we played were world-class teams. First game was Wellington, Harlequins, the second team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then um, third, and we played the Tasman team, and that was my team that, you know, I really – Piggy was watching and yeah. all the boys were watching, so I just wanted to go out there and just, you know, kill. And you did. You got <laughs> stuck into your work, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, just going to get stuck in. But, um, 
every time I put that jersey on, I just, you know, it's just a different experience. So. Mm. Anyone in that size stand out for you? Like anyone that you thought, man, this guy is going to be good? Um, there's a lot of good talent in that team. Mm. We had a really good back line. You did yeah. it. Um, Ruben, Corey, Nipkins, Cortez, you know, our whole back line was, um, you know, it was great. Mm. And um, the old mate, Anton, great player. Yeah. Um, we got a great forwards as well. But, um, you know who you are. So I'm <laughs> not going to blow anything up here, forwards. <laughs> was Josh Lord in the side? Yep, Lordy was in there. Yeah, I was going to say, who do you think would be the first one to be an All Black? But he's obviously done it. Yeah, he's done it. So um, I knew Josh Lord had a lot going for him. He was in our Ford pack, was one of the biggest. Yeah. And he's just his skill work and his drive and his, you know, his knowledge around this game understanding was just, mm. un, you know, unreal. Never I had a question, I just went to him. And um, no, it was great. So, who's going to be number two? If you had to put your money on someone, who's going to be the next All Black out of that squad? We'll, we'll revisit this in a few years. I'll let you know. <laughs> it can be yourself. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> Fair enough. And then from 20s, you made the Tasmanco squad. Were you initially picked in it? Um, I was picked as a development player. Yeah. So just a couple of days a week, I'd go in, and um, I knew after, after the 20s, they um, you know, said they'll bring me into the environment as yeah. much as I can. So, yeah, it was Taz and Marco has always been my team. I wouldn't play for any other province. My dad's a proud Nelson Bays man, so I just really wanted to, you know, stick it, stick at it, love it. Did you feel like you were ready to play at that level? Um, when I was initially named, I wasn't told, so um, I was just watching the we got a team naming and they put the boys up on the board and I was, um, when my name popped up, um, I didn't really know what to do. You know, I was a bit nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, NPC, you got to, yeah. you know, get at my work. And then I got a few messages and I got one from Billy Guyton. Yeah. And um, he told me, I'm, you know, I was good enough to be in that team. Yeah. And if you're selected, that means you're good enough. And that gave me a lot of confidence. Oh, that's good. Going into the game, so. And that just stick at it. Yeah, because obviously for a front row, you're extremely young to be playing um, at this level in the front row. So um, what was it like when you first got out there? Just wanted to scrum. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But you're a good scrummager, aren't you? That's one of the strengths of your game? Uh, I don't know. You know, not going to blow anything. Yeah, I like scrums. Yeah. yeah. Scrums are good for me and um, I can play both sides. So um, it's just one of those things that um, – one of my strengths, mm. so yeah. How hard is that to play both sides? I know a lot of people talk about how hard it is, but how hard do you find it? Um, it's definitely difficult. Mm. Um, at club rugby, I play loose head because we've got Sammy Martin playing tight head. Yeah. And we always tell each other we'll swap at half time, and he never wants to swap. <laughs> <laughs> so I just play uh, loose head. Yeah. And, um, but I'm a tight head. I play tight head at school, tight head for, you know, 20s, tight head for. Crusader twenties, yeah. Um, but when I go back to tight head from loose head, it's a whole new ball game. Mm. Um, but when I go from tight head to loose head, it's it's all good. Yeah. But loose head to tight head's a different story. So tight head's the hardest. Tight head's the hardest. By a long yeah. way. Be a long way. Yeah. So have you been playing tight head or loose head for Tasman? Um, I did my first game at tight head against Bay of Plenty. Yeah. In that um non competition game. Yeah. And I it was a bit hard at the start just getting my um feeling my rhythm yeah. I haven't played tight head in a long time and then once I found my happy 
happy medium, then I was, you know, I was confident. But it just takes a few scrums to get into it. Mm. So how many sort of dark arts are in there at scrum time? Have you have you picked up many of those? Or obviously the old experienced guys will be trying all sorts of tricks on you. Yeah. Well, um, the funniest thing is I'd be at school and um, Crocky and Kane Holmes would come in and do some scrums with us. Oh, yeah. And I'd be playing tight head and they're obviously both loose heads. And they'd, they'd teach me a few things. Oh, yeah. And then they'd teach me on – I'd do it on them and then they'd just – Destroy me <laughs> after that, and then be like, you know, just get on, you know, just give me a shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I learn a lot off all the boys. You yeah. know, Tasman's great. You, anyone's an open book. Yeah. Ask a question, I'll give you a straight up answer, and that's what I love about it. And how did you find the shield game? Um, I just wanted to get out. I actually thought I was going to get carded. My old mate Izzy put a shot on someone. Oh yeah, and um. Then I got called off on the bench, and then um, I ran out there. They were replaying the video. I was like, I was looking over at him, and he was just had a big grin on his face because <laughs> <laughs> he thought that too. He thought I was going to get carded. And um, but that shield game was um, unreal experience for me. Yeah. Um, I really just wanted to stick into it, and I just got told just run hard, yeah, tackle hard, and just clean rucks. So that's all I did. And you did it bloody well. Yeah. And talk to me about the scrum. One of your scrums, there was a famous incident where you went backwards pretty quick. What happened there? Um, so we were going against Hawke's Bay and we won the hit and then I reset my feet and I caught my old mate Q-Mac's shoelace <laughs> in, my, in my right-hand boot. And I was trying to, you watch the video, I was trying to get my foot out of the shoelace and I just knew, do you swear on this? Yeah. And I was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened before? Yes. Has it? Yeah. yeah. I have it at twenties. Oh true. Um Is it always the hooker? He needs to tape up his shoelace, surely. No, but um the hooker caught my Sawani caught my shoelace when I was oh, twenties yeah, and yeah. ripped my shoelace clean off my boots so oh. I had no shoelace. <laughs> but that was just at training, so it was all good. True. Surely you start taping up your sh- uh, shoelaces, both, uh, yeah. both all of you. I think I might have to, yeah. yeah. Good call, good learning. And what's the um, what's the plans going forward? Have you got any interest from Super Rugby? Um, there is some options for me now. Um, moving forward, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, so I'll just have to think what's best for me and my playing opportunity and just go from there. That's exciting, eh? Yeah. So would that be like a pre-season sort of contract or is that to play? Because can you even play at this age? Um, it's a, yeah, I've got a pre-season. There's a pre-season's. And then there might be something after a preseason. Yeah. So um, I just got to um, divvy up what I want to do. Oh, mm. nice to have options. Yeah. And you're signed with Tasman for next year. Uh yep. I'm signed with Tasman for two years. Two more years. Two more years. Mate. So, yeah, locked in. Perfect. And what are the plans like? Have you got? Have you set much of a plan ahead for your rugby career? Um, I'm a New Zealand player through and through. So yeah, I'll stick here as long as I can, and then um. I don't know if I want to go overseas, yeah. But um, I definitely want to have a real good crack at Super and um, obviously the All Blacks. Yeah, that's my main. You know, Super's my next goal. I just do one goal at a time, mm. and then after I make if I if I make that, then my next goal would be the All Blacks, and then just stay as long as I can in New Zealand. Love it. So, what what do you reckon you have to do to become an All Black? What's your biggest work on as a player? Um, for me, it would probably be my just. Little micro skills in my defense, 
my skill work. Yeah. Just keep picking that up and just keep chipping away and just always in the air and the coach asking questions, um, nailing detail and just never be afraid to, you know, ask a question. Mate, you're going to go a long, long way. There's no question about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then after rugby, is it to go back to engineering? Because you obviously loved engineering that much that you contemplated quitting rugby for it. Um, I'll go back and I'll finish my time, but I probably want to work for my old man. My dad's a sparky. Yeah. Does um, power station stuff. So I'll probably go back and um, try to learn the ropes. Mm. My best friend's his apprentice, so um, he can teach me. <laughs> and that's what you loved about it? Yeah, yeah. Just working with your mates? Yep. Oh, you're a lad. Okay, obviously extremely exciting player, massive future in the game, and I have put it out to the Instagram for some questions. And wow, Luca Inch, so many questions came for you. First question, a couple of these we might not be able to ask, but first question, is it true that you have a lisp? Uh, yep, I do have a lisp. I used to have lisp lessons at school and um, it fixed it a lot. I smashed all my teeth out when I was younger so my t- and I didn't get them fixed for a while, so it sometimes comes out. How old was that? 11. So is that when the lisp was created? Yeah. From not having the front teeth? Yeah, so I dived in the pool and smashed the four front teeth out. So. Oh, gee, brutal. Mm. What did your teeth hit? The ground. Was It, <laughs> it must have been pretty shallow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you not know it was shallow, or um, I don't actually know what happened. I um, just dived in and slid along the bottom, and then somehow just caught my mouth on the bottom and oh, chipped match just like that. Crazy. Mm. And then what was it like dealing with a lisp, like going through college and all that? Um, yeah, you used to get a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really care. I didn't care what people think or anything. Me, so I just yeah. You know, got an issue with it. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes in one ear out the other. <laughs> you love it, mate. Not a prominent list now, is it? Nah, just sometimes it comes out. Yeah, but the boys still love to give yeah, you a little bit. Boys still give, love me giving a bit of shit about it, so <laughs> it's all good. Oh, good start. Okay, who's your favourite Marco teammate? Um, I've got a lot of good Marco teammates, but... Through and through, it'd be my mate Anton. You know, I've been yeah. through school with him and um, 20s with him, and I've done everything with him. He's, you know, been one of my best mates right mm. through college, and he's, yeah, just trying to go the same, you know, going with that path of him. So mm. it's exciting. It's a, I can say a lot more people, good teammates, though. Yeah. Well, it was Alex Nankerville who sent it in, so yeah. I'm guessing he wanted to be yeah. the answer. Alec, Nank, Nank would be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> he's always a good laugh. <laughs> But I have to, sorry, Nank, mate, I've got to go into it because he's, he's been there right through. <laughs> but you put a few votes in for Nanks to come on the podcast, didn't you? You didn't actually know that I could see who was writing the name and you put in Nanks about five or six times. Yeah, I did. Um, I thought it was anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes up with Luca five times. <laughs> Nank. Nank. <laughs> But you changed, tried to change the writing of yeah. it, like Alex Nankerville or Nanks. Yeah. Just change that little micro detail. <laughs> oh, you're a good man of detail. Okay. Do you measure in centimetres or inches? What for? Anything. I'm guessing it's wordplay on your names. <laughs> um, millimetres because I'm an engineer. <laughs> I know where this is going, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Okay. How many toasters does your mum have to buy a year? Dan Perrin put that comment in, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Um, 
one toaster this year. We've actually on a second toaster because I, I destroyed the first toaster. What happened to it? Um, it was before a Marist game at Tea Park. I was cooking my toast and the toaster wasn't working. It was only cooking one side of the bread. Oh, you ever yeah. Yeah. So frustrating. Half a toast. Half a toast. So I got frustrated with it and I, um, I threw the toaster out the window in the rain. <laughs> and then I got yellow carded against, against um, Maris and they all reckon it's because of the toaster what do you reckon honestly do you reckon that played a part in it 100% did it yeah yeah the I was, toast I was got you from the get go true yeah so it's pretty it's warning signs if you ever lose a toaster maybe yeah. stand down a week just, or yeah just cool down yeah I was um, pretty in the red that day so yeah, yeah. jeez toast that'll get you Okay, how was the Nelson Marlborough rivalry throughout the first fifteen? Oh, unreal! I used to love it. Did you? I hate Marlborough. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I love them now because they're in my team. But <laughs> schoolboy rugby, I hated them. Yeah, and um, there's a few great boys over there that I still really love to connect with. And um, yeah, the rivalry was unreal when we played them or um, at their school. They've come play them us at our school. It just always, everyone would get up for a game, so it'd always be a great game. I used to just try to smoke everyone. Mm, no so, doubt. Yeah. Dirty in the mall, dirty in the <laughs> rug. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you tell a young Luca Ranch back at school? Um, pull your head in or. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever the teacher said to me, mate, we'd money around the other. <laughs> they had no chance. Yeah, no chance. Mix and me. I was a different breed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's the one player you'd most like to scrum against? I want to verse Nons. Nons? Yeah. Um, Sione Ahio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to go loose head and he's tight head and I want to have a good crack at him. Oh, true. Yeah. Is he, was he the 20s big dog? Yeah, he was, he was rather tight head just because. Yeah. You know, he's a great guy. Did he start ahead of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's true. Great. So there's a bit of a rivalry there. Great scrummer. Yeah. So, um, but I'd love to have a crack at him. Would you? Yeah. True. Would you back yourself? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I'll back myself. Yeah. Oh, so there's a little bit of a rivalry. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. who's he going to be playing for? Um, I don't actually know. He's a Auckland boy, so yeah. the oh, Blues or, you know, whatever. True. They're in COVID cup lockdown, so mm. disappointing for them, eh? Yeah. Now, obviously, you've struggled. You've had your moments where you questioned yourself in the rugby game, so I'll be interested to get your um, answer on this one. One piece of advice that you'd give a young professional rugby player coming through? Um, if you're a young player coming through the mixer and you've obviously been scouted through school, even if you haven't been scouted through school, you know, just keep keep chipping at it. And if you've got coaches, love to hear from you. So... If you know a coach or you know someone that knows a coach, ask questions, get in the air all the time, and just whenever you play, just put your best foot forward. Never be afraid. Um, but the best thing about whatever I tell players that want to um, start, you know, having a real good crack, the best way for a coach to notice you is to um, get on your clips. If you don't, if you don't do that, you just ask someone that might know, and just keep chipping away at coaches and. Um, just put your heart on soul out in the field and just be ruthless. Mate, <laughs> just get into it. <laughs> just go out there and just smoke people. That's, what, that's all you got to do, mate. Just hurt. 
Have you ever thought about getting into motivational speaking cause, or like speaking to young kids because that's pretty inspiring? Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. I'm not really um, I'm not really good on um, speaking. It's better now. Even though Jimmy's, Jimmy's hut in here is like 30 degrees. <laughs> the studio is <laughs> yeah, pumping. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing I'm, a hoodie I'm, to try and sell some yeah, hoodies. So Better go have a swim. Um, <laughs> but um, no, nah, just, yeah, if you're a kid, mate, just keep chipping away and just – don't be afraid to ask questions. Message. If you're a young boy now in college, you could message me. You know, oh. that's all good. I'm there. Yeah. Um, what about if you go to another school? Would yeah, you be open to 100%. Yeah. Spend, kid at Waimea, Nayland, or even in Christchurch school, any school, you yeah. can message anyone. And um, if they're a great guy, they'll message you back. If they're not, then message some other one. <laughs> Your phone's going to blow up over the next few weeks with <laughs> people wanting advice or inspiration from you. But that's cool that you're willing to put your time in there and yeah. help anyone become, be in your shoes, I guess. That's just one of those things. I, 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 I was fortunate enough to have a lot of people around me playing rugby, so I just think the way to keep it going is to um, – Give the same experience back to other people. Pay it forward. Yeah. Mate, you are an absolute lad. <laughs> absolute honour having you on the podcast, mate. I'm glad to get you on. I know a lot of people wanted this for a long time. You were a bit hesitant, but great to have you on. Giving some insight into your journey to where you are now, and no doubt you're going to have a massive future. So I'm sure everyone who's listened to this podcast will also look forward to following your future, and no doubt we will see you in that black jersey at some point down the line. But really appreciate you coming on the podcast, mate. Thank you very much. Lad. <laughs> <laughs>